to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano. Hello everybody and welcome back to another edition of the Roma Press Podcast. I hope you're all doing very, very well. Going to bring Andy on in just one moment where we discuss the Derby and especially we take a deep dive into the transfer market of Roma. Before I bring Andy on, I have to thank all of our wonderful patrons at Patreon. If you would like to support the podcast, get early access to the podcast, extra episodes of the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash romapress or go to the support page at the top of romapress.net to help us offset a lot of the costs we have, help our endeavors here. We would really, really appreciate it. And we thank so much all of our current patrons. Without you guys, none of this would be possible. So let me bring Andy on Right now, he and I discuss, obviously, the 1-1 draw between Roma and Lazio. We discuss a lot about the transfer market. Henrik Mkhitaryan, the surprise last minute, or I should say last hour, uh, arrival and addition of the Generalsi, who really came out of nowhere. This was one I did not see coming at all. Again, if you were following the website at all within the last few days of the transfer market, we were nearly stalking the 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 entourage of Tyson of Shakhtar Shakhtar eventually they at first when talks began they didn't want to go lower than their uh, 30 million euros asking price which was equal to the amount of Tyson's release clause but then the player made it abundantly clear to them that he wanted to go to Roma and reunite with Paolo Fonseca However, Tyson, his agent, Diego Donales, they weren't able to convince the Ukrainian side to lower even further their asking price. Tyson, 31 years old, they they went off their 30 million euros asking price and they were still above 20 million euros, which Roma were never going to do again for a, for a 31 years old wide player, an attacker. Roma were never going to do that, so... Um, they eventually settled, I, I guess, if you want to call it that, on, on Henrik Mkhitaryan of Arsenal. And I think it's a very good acquisition. Um, let me bring Andy on now. And he and I discuss it a little later in our discussion. But we discuss Mkhitaryan at length, Kalinic, all the recent additions as well. So without further ado, here's Andy. All right, Andy and I are back so obviously this is a couple of days beyond the result of the derby, but we wanted to wait to find out what Roma would do in the final hours of the transfer market. So Andy, let's start first with the derby. Obviously it was a 1-1 result, um, very particular sort of match. Obviously Roma-Lazio both hitting the post a number of times. Roma looking shaky at certain moments, at other moments looking very strong in attack. So what did you take away from it? Um, for me, I, I think a lot of people are really wanting to point to the defense, but I think a lot of the problems that they're having are coming from a lack of help and assistance from the midfield, particularly uh, Cristante Pellegrini, but maybe you disagree. No, I, 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 I think I agree with you. I, I thought, believe it or not, that Mancini, um, uh, despite it being a first game as a starter and uh, being put in a position where the, the first game as a starter is a derby, probably the hottest game of the year. Um, I think he did well. So um, I didn't see this, this so time. Yeah. I really didn't see any huge mistakes uh, made by the, the center backs. Um, I did see, however, a team that looked afraid at moments and looked shaky. As you said, both teams look very reckless, uh, 
you know you can you can point to so many counterattacks by Roma you know the number of posts that we hit during the game the number of posts that they've hit during the game so it all looks like a, a typical chaotic uh, derby match which you know we we said it before we expected uh everything i mean we 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 could you know you couldn't predict what this game was going to look like um to me it just looked like a typical derby uh where both teams are incredibly nervous lazio were definitely stronger than us um we looked way more chaotic um but you know it's a draw it's a draw we drop points yes but again it's it's a derby it's the second game back from the se- it's the second game of the season so um to me to me it also works like a draw is not a result in a derby at the second game of the season it's not a result i'm shocked uh i think this is where the real work uh comes the, the what, what what happens next is what matters to me yeah, so are you okay? So we have obviously a three-three draw, and then we have a one-one draw. I mean, after these two results, obviously you don't want to panic. You don't want to make quick or snap judgments after only two matches to begin the season. It's still August; they're still finding their legs. But is there anything that you've seen that is particularly concerning to you? As I said at the top, I mean, for me, really, the only thing that concerns me is I just don't know from a long-term standpoint if Cristante Pellegrini actually works as the double pivot no and no, i agree with you i agree with you to me that probably that is the the biggest question mark in this um in the starting lineup in general because we've been seeing so many you know formations made by fans and it's always the midfield always looks the same the attack looks the same uh, it looks different the attack looks the same the midfield the the defense looks mostly the same because we agree that Chris Smalling is going to be a starter uh but the midfield looks always different whether it is Diawara with Vertu whether it is uh, Diawara with Pellegrini, uh, whether it is Vertu with Pellegrini, whether it is Cristante with Vertu, it, it's always different. And I think that the biggest challenge for Fonseca is going to fi- is going to be to try and figure out the right combination of this midfield, so that when you get back, when you face these maybe easier teams. Uh, I think teams like Brescia, you know, teams where you just want to, games where you want to uh, dominate uh, with ease so that you can boost yourself up, you can boost the morale of the team. To me, the key is to find the the right link in the, the midfield. And then, you know, and then from then on, from that, the defense follows. That's directly linked and um, it, it, it's... It's, it's immensely important to find the right combination and also just, Jesus, hope that no more injuries happen uh, during this uh, national team's break. Yeah, I completely agree. The injuries, huge concerns. Zepa Costa obviously goes out during the warm-up, which forces Florenzi to come in to the defense, Clivert to go. I mean, the whole game plan changes. The whole game plan changes then. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely does. And I I think one of the takeaways, if we're just talking about individual performances, I was very disheartened by the display from Clivert. I did not think he was good. There were a number of chances, particularly on the in the counterattack, where Roma had these brilliant chances. And 
it wasn't only Cliver. To be fair, Zaniolo did it a couple of times as well, where they just make the wrong decision. And listen, you have a young team. This is prone. Uh, their younger players are going to be prone to making these sorts of mistakes. I was just hoping that maybe we'd see a little bit more from him. Um, but I, I thought he had more of a negative presentation. Who was there other than maybe Cliver? But did you think there was anyone from a negative standpoint who, who stood out to you? You know, you know I, I saw actually people that were split on it. And um, I, I really can't say I'm one of those because some people said that Cliver had a strong first half and fell off in the second half. I, I, I thought the whole team... Uh, didn't really put anything i thought I, let's say i think i think kolarov did not have a, a great display although uh he scored the goal for us um i thought it was way too easy to to get on his side uh this time around believe it or not it wasn't florenzi getting punished it, it looked more like kolarov was getting punished um but Aside from that, I thought uh, Zaniolo, believe it or not, was, uh, in my opinion, one of the best players just because of how nuts this guy is when you uh, release him from the leash, when you tell him, just go for it, just do what what you want to do. Uh, he, he has, he has he, he's special. This kid is special. Um, obviously, Still needs a lot of work because, as I said, he can be careless with the ball, um, and yes, wastes some some big chances. But all in all, I thought I thought Paul Lopez Paul Lopez was was good this time around. So I thought I it wasn't just this time around. It just it's it wasn't as much about negative individual performances this time around. I can tell that it looked like the whole collective system was a bit shaky um maybe the emotions were too high and Lazio we know it they're just they go for you they beat the hell out of you they they press you they they're a hard team to beat and um they're very physical and every time it's tough especially these last few years where the derby really hasn't been our game um so you know to me just a, a regular game in the books so you mentioned Smalling. I want to transfer now to the market, and we wanted to wait to record this because we anticipated Roma obviously bringing in Kalinic yep. from uh, Atletico Madrid. And then out of nowhere, th <laughs> this really took me by shock because, listen, anyone who was following the website, we were talking to Tyson's agent. We were stalking the poor guy. Uh, and then the name of uh, Matheus Fital from uh, Corinthians in Brazil came up. That looked like he was a step away from joining. And then out of absolutely nowhere, Andy, it is Mkhitaryan from Arsenal, who is the one who ultimately joins. What was your reaction? Because I, I'm still processing it. I, I, I still can't believe they got him. Well, you know, it's the same. Uh, and, you know, I, I appreciate that uh, Austini, uh, our friend Austini from Il Tempo, this, this, this shared the information with us that um, Petra, Petraki has been very difficult to read in these final summer days. And, you know, you can you can say whatever you want. You can call it desperation moves or whatever. Uh but to me, if 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 there are really people that did not get excited by seeing the name Mkhitaryan uh, uh, linked to Roma, then I guess uh, I, I I will question your fandom because 
you know, this is a guy who, like Petraki said, has a lot of experience and has a lot of talent. Yes, um, he's been on his bad game recently. He hasn't been good for Arsenal. Um, wasn't wasn't really up to it at Manchester United, but. Man, like, <laughs> I, I, I still, I still laugh at some people that really don't believe that Premier League rejects can be very good players in lesser leagues. Um, you, you mentioned it on Twitter. You said, uh, you said that Gervinho, look at Gervinho, look at Szczesny, look at Kolarov. Kolarov saved our first season. I mean, our first season with Di Francesco could have been tragic had it not been for Kolarov playing uh, the, 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 the leader in, in the first five or six months of the season. Um, so I, th- I think talent-wise, it's, it's an incredible signing. Hopefully it's not another pastore where you where you you bring in a guy to to give you quality to give you experience and then you don't see him because he's at Villa Stewart sipping margaritas, um, it, you know. So <laughs> I'm very excited. I think he's a brilliant player. He just he just I, I think he can do he can do wonders in this slower uh, slower lesser league uh, like in like Serie A. Um, because the guy has it all. He, he has technical skills. He's fast. Um, just a very intelligent footballer. And uh, you know, anyone that complains about this signing just because it was in the last day or so of the Mercato, um, you I'm sorry, you have no clue. I couldn't agree more. And I, I love... The the thing I love about this is you you get the snobby anytime a move like this happens it happened with Jekyll happened with Kolarov happened with Chesney when when a when a player from a Premier League club joins uh, somebody like Roma they're 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 automatically labeled as this Premier League reject an outcast a want away he's a crap player now he's he's past it and it's just so frustrating because listen. And I, I, I tweeted this out as well. Whether we, we want to accept this or not, many and most of the secondary options at any of the big yes. yep. five to six clubs in the Premier League will often be useful for a club like Roma. Again, whether we want to believe that or not, it, it, it's true. Um, and a lot of that has to do with the money, the allure of the Premier League. Listen, Roma have a clear track record with this. There, I, I, I tweeted out this article from... ESPN who labeled Roma losers of the transfer market and th- that's fine listen if you, if you want to say Roma were losers of the transfer market I you could easily make that case um, I disagree with it but I understand it uh, they were saying Roma brought in a, a bevy of right. Premier League right. rejects and Chris Smalling and Mkhitaryan and they've done this in the past and I'm thinking what are you talking about? Uh, Liverpool's best player arguably now one of the best players in the Premier League was a quote unquote Premier League reject. Uh, they did this with Maicon. They did this with Jekko. They did this with Kolarov. I, yep. I mean, there's example after example that Roma clearly find value in the Premier League with players who are not necessarily a first choice option. And uh, listen, I, I think the way people simply listen, I, I there were a couple articles I found that said uh, he's too old. Uh, he's 30 years old. Uh, um, now, listen, could he end up being like a pastore? It's certainly possible. It is absolutely possible. But this was 
the option Roma decided to go down because they didn't want to spend 10 million euros um, on a particular player. And I've seen this in the media as well, particularly from England. Roma are not paying Mkhitaryan's entire wages. He earns 10 million gross, which is roughly uh, 5 million net. And I believe uh, that was in pounds. So I don't, I'm terrible with, with the exchange rate, but yeah, Roma are not paying his entire wages because he would be far and away the highest earner at Roma. I was told very clearly and very soundly that Arsenal are indeed paying a portion of Mkhitaryan's wages, which is obviously very important because Roma, uh, they're trying to lower their wage bill this season. So, yeah, this is a deal I absolutely like. I mean, Andy, even though it's very clear that Roma have a number of of players who who play in that striker or not that striker who play in that role behind the striker he could easily get on on the wing don't you think no you know listen i uh i think mkhitaryan obviously is is a guy who uh has played as trequartista as a number 10 but has also played on the wing and he's just a very very intelligent player so um Again, this this is Serie You know, it's it's a whole other world. It's uh, it's not it's not the Premier League where you have very intelligent defenders, very fast uh, forwards. This is this is a place where you know if you have the technical skills that some of the these major players have, you you have a, a, a huge advantage. And so I'm I'm not worried about Mkhitaryan potentially playing on the wing, you know, as as many people have pointed out because, oh, he's not a winger. Um, well, you know, when he plays on the wings, he on the wing, he likes to cut inside. Um, I think that that's that's one of the things we know Fonseca loves. So why not put him there, you know? Um, and as Petraki said, uh, you've lost some experienced players. You've lost, uh, you know, you've lost El Shirawi. You've lost Nzonzi that, you know, despite uh, despite people claiming otherwise, is an experienced player. And uh, I think he's a very intelligent player. So you lost that. You lost Manolas. Um, so you had to uh, give this team some experience back. Yes, you, you can bet on youngsters all you want, but you still, at, at some point in time, you need to balance that with some experience. So to me, it's not a problem. Um you know, I, listen, I I think if he can stay healthy, he can be very, very good for us. I completely agree. So let's just do a very brief summary of what Roma and Petraki did this summer. So transfers out, you had Manolas, you had Luca Pellegrini, you had El Shirawi, Marcano, Gerson, Karsdorp, Inzonzi, Choric, Defrel, Schick, Gonalon, Olsen, uh, and then you have some minor names like uh, Romagnoli, Ponce, Capra, Tozzi, uh, Verde, uh, Sadiq, and a couple of other Primavera players who weren't really of consequence. Okay, and then for the incoming players, you had Diawara, you had Spinazzola, you had Paolo Lopez, Mancini, Veritu, Chetin, Sabacosta, Smalling, Kalinic, Mkhitaryan, and then the youngster from PSG, Providence. So... Given all of that, given all the names that left, given all the names that have arrived, we, we sort of gave it a grade in the last episode. I believe you and I both gave Petraki a six and a half. 
with the latest arrivals of Kalinic, Mkhitaryan, and the exit of Sheik, does that change things in your mind? Because I have to, I, I have to admit, I did not expect a name at the level of Mkhitaryan to arrive uh, in these final hours of the transfer market. So for me, I would actually bump the six and a half I initially gave him to probably more of a seven. What What do you think? I, I agree with you. I would also bump it to a seven. Obviously, um, you know the that dream of a, of a of a big big name of a center back is is um, is still on my mind. But and and that's probably where uh, where the minuses come from. Where because we just delayed that center back um, till till so far into the cultural mercato. So for me, that is always going to be a negative, uh, no matter who does the market. Um, but as you said, I, you know, uh, <laughs> I think we just got spoiled, you know, because we complain so much. We complain about, you know, this Roma not wanting to spend enough money. It's something that we've already, yes, um, <laughs> we've loaned out uh, Mkhitaryan. Chris Smalling came here on a on a dry loan. He's going back after this season. Um, so obviously we didn't buy these players, but we still i don't think we still we 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 appreciate uh, the fact that you know despite of what you might think about Nzonzi or Pastore or even now Mikitarian these are big names you know and um uh, the fact that we managed to bring in somebody like Mikitarian who up until 2 years ago was one of the most requested players uh, uh in the world um says you know says a lot about this 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 club and uh uh, it, it, it's a, it's a. I th- I think it's a brilliant talent. I think this Mercato um, was was pretty much balanced. I I, I absolutely love the fact that uh, Petraki managed to get rid of so many players that clearly did not belong here. Clearly were not part of what Fonseca envisioned. Um, managed to find a home for. To for Gonalons, managed to find a home for Ante Choric, managed to find a home to Schick, uh, managed to 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 send uh, Nzonzi to Turkey. So these are all steps that I saw, I, I thought were going to be difficult. Um, he somehow managed to do it. Clearly, we we are left with Santon and Pastore as these um, as this dead weight. Uh, I think that's it's going to stay that way. Uh, unfortunately, but otherwise I'm satisfied. I think this was uh, all in all a nice mercato, a nice change of pace. It was reasonable, uh, and yeah, I'm 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 satisfied, and even more so with all the exits uh, in the last few days. I completely agree. And again, we said it on the previous episode, and I I will say it again. I mean this this market, this mercato was all about. Uh, Petraki having to clean up the mess of one Ramon Monchi. There's no way of, of escaping that. And for me, the biggest regret in all of this is even if Monchi had laid even just a bit of a base for Petraki to build off, maybe I wouldn't be so bitter and maybe even Monchi would be remembered in a bit of a better light. Um, but really only, uh, I mean, besides Under, besides Zaniolo, uh, it's really hard to admire anything he did, and we just look at what Petraki had to do this summer. I mean, he he is he's removing players who spent less than three hundred and sixty-five days at the club. 
I mean, when you're in that sort of position as as a as a sporting director, that's a very tough place to be in. Again, uh, in Zonzi, Karsdorp, uh, Marcano, Gonalon. I mean, these are guys that did not spend much time at Roma. Uh, Olsen as well. Again, if Monchi had even a, a small semblance of anything that looked like yep. having a, a base yep. of a team, I, I feel like things yep. Yep. could have been so much different this summer. But again, you know, you could argue that the sales were more important than the actual acquisitions. I agree this with summer you. Because I were, agree with you. I mean, there were just so many players that had to leave the club, and it's just hard to listen. We were excited when Monchi arrived. I mean, it's at the point now where it's indefensible anything he did. It cannot be defended other than, as I said, Under Zaniolo. You can't really point to anything positive that he did, and he really left Roma in this awkward and uncomfortable position where they're not qualified for the Champions League. And look at what Petraki had to did. He he didn't go for the big purchases. He went for the the dry paid loans. And time will tell if that was the right strategy. But part of me says it's either pay three million for a loan for one season for a proven player, a veteran player, or you're 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 paying big money for perhaps a veteran who is maybe a bit over the hill somebody like Lovren or you're paying just an absurd fee 30 40 million euros for somebody at a big club like Rugani uh, for me if those are the options if it's between Smalling's option Lovren's option and Rugani's option just for me, in my opinion, I am taking the one for Smalling, and I'm taking the one likewise for Mkhitaryan every single time. No, I I, I agree with you, and uh, it's a, <laughs> a small a, a, a small nice trivia that yesterday um, uh, Austini said on uh, on this program. Uh, he he said that. Uh, Juve and and uh, Roma management got, got got into a bit of a fight uh, after Juve uh, after Roma didn't take Rugani because Juve were so desperate to sell him uh, they got a little bit pissed off at Roma um, for not taking him so there you go a little bit of trivia of Italian football but I agree with <laughs> I agree no I agree with you you know this was um, we said it we we said it months ago that the the true mission after such a disastrous season was to get rid of most of what uh, most of the players that really did not do anything for this club and still were left there uh, you know sucking on this juicy nipple um of, 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 of money of money of money of money okay. this is going to be taken out. I wasn't sure where that was going <laughs> okay um, no I got this I got this John uh, no but you know like <laughs> I mean I mean we had Ante Choric play he played 20 minutes do you understand 20 minutes in the whole Serie A last season Ante Choric and and uh, you know we, we paid for him what like Six. What do you pay for him? Six million, something like that. You know, we had the all yes, these, yeah. all yep. these players that were here were were not doing anything. Were injured most of the time, 
and and it was taking up so much of Roma's payroll um, that you just need you needed to go for it, but it was still a mission because who's going to take them? Who's going to take Gonalons, uh, who's been injured uh, last season at Sevilla, didn't really do much, and at Roma was pretty much a disaster, um, and and Petraki did it so. Good on him. I, I, I also think the signing of Kalinic can be risky, yes, because we look at uh, his history at Atletico Madrid where he didn't play much. And boy, oh boy, his experience at Milan where he was horrible. Uh, but I think this can be a risky signing, but it also be a, a good signing. You're you're replacing Schick, who unfortunately didn't contribute much, and especially in the last year where we hope he'd contribute, uh, with with an experienced striker who had a few good seasons in Serie A, and um, again another another veteran. So that's important to to for Jeko to have some sort of competition uh especially you know since this is a guy who's uh, of similar age and uh, will probably not take that lightly i completely agree so let us know what you guys think of the market as uh, andy and i just said we gave it a seven curious to hear everybody else's opinion because it seemed uh opinions were quite divided particularly in the last hour so please let us know send us a tweet very curious to hear your ratings for uh, the transfer market of Roma and Petraki. So we will leave it there. I know it's an international break, but we will once again be back later in the week to discuss probably more transfer market stuff and uh, who knows what else. But thank you so much for listening. As always, if you could leave a, a like, a rating, a review, all that good stuff, it really, really helps us. So as always, thank you so much. And until next time, ciao.